This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose narcissistic mother would call your alcoholic, emotionally abusive father a motherfucker every Christmas as she was baking Christmas cookies. Welcome back to the family burrito. My name is Christine. My sister Jessie and I started this podcast as a way to heal our motherfucker childhood wounds. Jessie. Hey, how are you? I am doing okay. I've had a kind of a rough day. I, um, Sophia's first day back at school was this morning and every year, um, you know, my ex-husband, her father and I, um, take her to school on her first day. And we did that when we were married and then we've done that through separation and now divorce. And, um, I just, um, we were driving and everything's good and he's telling me about his like dart league stuff which sounds actually sounds interesting um you know some of the dart lingo and kind of the drama that goes on with these dart teams and stuff and uh, I was like you should do do a blog you know because he's talking about grandma barflies you know and yeah and I was like you know you just I was like excited and then I go to show him my YouTube channel and he rolls his eyes at me and then he says well your work at your ums are getting better and I said what and he said your ums you you do a lot of ums and they're getting better I was like wow (laughs) um I I just couldn't believe it because I just was so excited about his stuff and he was so rude and it was very disappointing. Um, I don't really talk a lot about him because, you know, we have pretty much a good relationship, but for the past month, we've had some challenges because, um, you know, I'm not trying to tell his business, but I'm tired of not talking about it. Um, when he moved out, he got an apartment, he got a one bedroom apartment and he has yet to get a two-bedroom apartment or get a house. And so Sophia sleeps on the couch when she goes to his house. And um, which just sucks for a 12-year-old girl, right? And, um, you know, he makes more money than I do. There's no reason why he should not get a house. And so I brought this up to him like a month ago. Um, because every time I would ask him what his plan was. He'd get, you know, shut down and guarded. And at this point, I'm like, it doesn't matter what his feelings are, but I can't stand confrontation. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I told him he was selfish and he freaked out on me and it didn't turn into a good conversation. And then, but the things I had asked him for, like something like, I need you to start making the schedule. Like, you know, when she goes to like creating the calendar that I have always done, like I'm not doing it anymore, you know? Yeah. And so that was another thing. Like he said he was going to do it and he kept, you know, putting it off. So anyways, um, so we've had some kind of weirdness between us. Um, and so 
I, um, so I've been just sort of disappointed in him as a father, you know, um, having his daughter come over and like kind of treated like a guest, you know, sleeping on the couch. So, um, so, you know, and then like this morning when he came over to pick us up, you know, he was calling Sophia a chicken head and I'm just like, are there other words that you can choose other than chicken head? Like maybe, I don't know, rock star, beautiful or something, you know, because Sophia, I mean, kids are sensitive to words. They don't know what they mean. Oh, and, oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah. We got mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, chicken head. <laughs> sorry, the cr- sorry. What Ruben. I tell I, what I tell Juanita, my Mexican street dog, I go, cut the crap. Um, so, you know, because like yesterday, her and I, my daughter and I were at Target and she goes, Mom, what's a dork? Dad calls me a dork all the time. And I said, well, what do you think it means? And she goes, I think it means dumb. And I said, Aww. I know. And I said, it doesn't mean dumb. I said, there's actually many meanings to dork. Um, I think he's meaning it in a goofy way. And she goes, are you sure? And I go, you can have it mean whatever you want it to mean. Do you want it to mean dumb or goofy? And she said, um, goofy. And so, you know, we were, I told him about that this morning, you know, in just a very casual way, you know, just, but, you know, sitting there calling her chicken head. I don't know. So then we're in the car and then he does the thing where, so it's just, I've just been so disappointed in him. And I, I realized um, why I was so, unhappy you know he that every day like you know they talk about the um people's love language you know well he he didn't provide any love language for me maybe maybe gifts you know they have gifts on there that's occasionally on the holidays but other than that there was no service there was no um words of affirmation um so you know spending time quality time and so it was just sort of um you know, a thing I just really didn't even realize and was just kind of been grieving that all day, that that part that I just didn't see, you know, and I'm the one, I don't know how to put this other than the way I, I can put this, but I'm the one, not made him who he is, but I am pretty much the reason why he has a better credit score than I do. You know, um, yeah. I'm the one that would be in charge of paying the bills and the one that like, let's go on vacation. Let's build a house. You know, I'm the one that initiated all this stuff and followed through. He has no follow through. No. Follow-through. Uh, Dad would also like to mention that you taught him how to brush his teeth and take a shower. Yes, correct. Which, by the way, I don't think he's brushing his teeth anymore because his teeth are like falling out. So because he won't go to the dentist. I don't know why. Um but it's just, um, it's just disappointing. That's just the word. And I haven't felt like I'm dis- disappointed in anybody in a long time. So I'm just sort of shifting through that because I was really excited. And he just, his reaction was just very, um, just very selfish and disappointing. Jane's always been such an emo kid. Yeah, well, you know, you know, and I was thinking today, I was like, well, okay, he wasn't always like that. But when he wasn't like that is when I was the weak one, I guess you could say. I don't like the word weak, but when I was emotionally weak, I, you know, early on in our marriage, I was having panic attacks. I was agoraphobic. I couldn't drive my car because I was, you know, so scared, you know, that I was going to die. You know, there has been times where like one time I had, I was like nine, 18 or 19. I was having such a bad panic attack in the, like one in the morning. Like I had to pull over 
And I could, cause I was so scared to drive that I had a, a dude in a semi drive me home, you know? And so I, um, you know, I was really scared of life and because my mother built me, built a foundation of, of not feeling safe. Right. And, and not being able to trust myself. And so things shifted, the balance shifted as I started growing more confident and realizing my dreams and my goals. And so he just sort of came along with that, but it's just, it's disappointing. And I'm trying not to go, you wasted all those years, you know, cause that's my ego, but cause there's, I am where I'm supposed to be, you know, um, it's just disappointing. I don't know. I'm just, so I'm just kind of just shifting through disappointment and how to deal with that, you know? Yeah. I think people that we love will always disappoint us especially because you've known him so long mm-hmm. you know since high school well and the thing and is you know just, he's capable of more yeah exactly correct and and the thing is too jesse he's the only one that reacts like that i mean like the past 24 hours like i have a youtube channel now and it's like growing and i've had people like uh and and new friend friends old friends of mine that are listening to my podcast now and they're sending me all of these things that are like, wow, I cannot believe your podcast. It is so inspiring. Like all these beautiful words. And he, that's what he says. He gives me criticism. Yeah. Cause that's all he knows. Yeah. Well, that's why he calls Sophia Chickenhead. Yeah. That's all he knows. He doesn't know any, like he's kind of insecure mm-hmm. and he's always been insecure. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, he's kind of a bully. Mm-hmm. When, remember when you told me that you guys were going to get separated? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, he's kind of a condescending dick sometimes. So yep. Mm-hmm. It, like, and that, love him. I love him to death. I would take a bullet for that dude. He is. Would you really? Whole, yeah, I wouldn't. I, mean, I wouldn't I, take a bullet for him. I love him. I really do. I feel like he's like a brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't take a bullet that would kill me. I'd just take the bullet. Um, <laughs> with your teeth. <laughs> yeah, with my teeth. Urgh, my grill. Your thighs. But, um, but see, I go with the ums, too. Everybody says filler words as well. Right. That's not just you. That's everybody. That's one of the top podcasts in the world. You know, you'll hear um probably yeah. like 12 fucking million times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so dumb to just pinpoint things because your communication skills aren't like so amazing. Like you're not Obama. Well, I just started all this. <laughs> and also too, another thing is um, a friend of mine, um, she was talking, we were texting and she was talking about expectations in the Hispanic cultural culture. Like, because she was saying it was, if you're expected to live at home, I guess forever and how it was such a struggle for her when she got married and moved out of the house. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I should totally do an episode on this topic. And I was telling him he's he's Hispanic. And he was like, rolled his eyes. I'm like, he he doesn't want to have any sort of association with his culture. And that's one reason why I was drawn to him was really because of his family. I wanted a family. I wanted that family sense, that community that I, I just wasn't getting at home and he just he looks down on his mother he just is so judgmental and i i just he's actually more like them than he realizes you know because you're they say like judgment when you're judging somebody it's actually because we're all mirrors of each other 
that you're actually something inside of you, your shadow self that you don't like about yourself. It's something about yourself, you know? So I just, um, you know, just, it's just disappointing. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that today. Thank you. It's like, should have been a good day. Sophia's first day. Yeah. And it, it'll, and I, I know when this kind of stuff happens that there's going to be the healing from this and epiphanies are going to be amazing. Um, and I will be able to help other people because I know so many people that have been disappointed in their husband. Like, you know, for instance, um, you know, your husband's playing video games and the kitchen needs to be clean. The trash needs to be taken out. Like, that is unacceptable, right? Like we're, we're not always another thing I was thinking. We were never a team. We were never a team. Like Jeff and I, we are a team. Like he's, he's moving. I'm helping getting quotes on, you know, moving and all that kind of stuff. We are a team. When he comes over, when Jeff comes over, if something is broken, he fixes it imme- immediately. There are still things I'm still trying to catch up on this house, you know, from him never doing anything. And so I just, um, but when your first priority is to work and play video games. Yeah. And smoke weed. Yeah. I mean, it's just like your priorities have to change. Mm -hmm. Um, like that guy in my welding class, you know, he, he talks about playing video games and I'm like, man, so all you want to do is work and play video games. Yeah. Yeah. And you are so right about that because, you know, I've asked Shane, like, because he, he, it's like the same conversation I always have with him. And that's probably why I get excited when I hear about his dark stuff. Because the only thing he ever talks about is how much he's working and something happened at work, you know, where, you know, someone was thought rude or I don't know. He, you know, was trying to get, get something, you know, out of nothing. And he backfired at the person and his, his boss was on his side. It's always the same you know, scenario, the names are just different. And so, you know, I asked him one day, I said, so what is your like goal in life? Like, what's your goal? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, what's your, and he's like, to keep my head above water. And I'm like, wow. I, that just is miserable to me. Cause I always want to grow and learn. And- it's like saying, saying, I just have to make it through today. Right. Or I just need to make it to my glass of wine. Or I just yeah. need to make it to my video games. Or I just need to make it to, like, I think we all have that thing. Like, mine's my bed. I just need to make it to my bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I also enjoy my day. And, every like, every day that you're able to just, like, do anything. Like, drive or walk mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. It's a good day. Yeah, right. And he's just unhappy because he, he's always been unhappy. Mm-hmm. He's never, I've never known him to be happy. Yeah. That's why he's an emo kid. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, but then he's also a bully. Yeah. And he, he like he dims my light. That's one thing I was like, he dims my light. Like uh, people, all, my friends, strangers, my clients, you know, they, they light me up. They always say like, wow, I just, thank you. I've never, you know, they always say things that are just inspiring that keep me going, you know, keep me going in this vision that's coming together. And he just dims my lights and he dims my light for many years. Misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's upset or sad because he doesn't have a goal like you do, mm-hmm. then of course he's going to tear down your goal too. Right. I mean, 
And how many video games can you play? It just gets so boring. I I can't do it. Like, there's only, like, 30 minutes in the day <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I could probably sit down and, like, play a video game. But mm-hmm. after 30 minutes, I'm, well, I'm like, I need to get up and do something. Yeah, yeah. And I was starting to kind of, like, reflect back in our marriage, like, when we, you know, got married at 19. And, you know, he joined the Army because Dad told him to, right? Right. And I think dad thought he was just going to move away, but he didn't. And I followed him because I, at the time, was in survival mode. I just wanted to get out of the house. I just wanted to get, I just wanted to feel safe. And he, this is kind of where I was like shifting to trying to like process stuff. Like he helped me feel safe at that time. That's what I needed, you know, because he was nice to me. That was my baseline. Like as long as you're nice to me and you don't try to be mean to me, like, um, that's good. And so that's because, you know, and also my mom raised me to believe that men are only good for a paycheck, like nothing else, you know? And so that's why, like, you know, when I got divorced and, and being with Jeff, I'm like, wow, nobody told me about this level. Like, I guess when you grow up in an emotionally abusive house your whole life and then you get in toxic relationships, it's hard for you to know that there's something other than that and there is and I'm really happy that I did divorce him and and all these opportunities once I started realizing that that is not you don't have to stay in that and there are kind and loving relationships waiting for you you know and it's um it's nice that to know that you don't have to like live with someone like that but like when we were first married you know, we lived in North Carolina. Um, you know, that's when the internet started and he was like watching a lot of porn and, you know, just, he was already just connecting. Right. So. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Dang, dang it. Internet porn. I know, man. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but, um, cause that's another thing like porn is that's going to, that's going to cause disconnection. That's causes depression. You know, I keep being disappointed though. Cause I'm disappointed like in somebody right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought they were, I don't know, like I, I don't want to name names, but That's I feel a- like this person likes to stay face mm-hmm. and then behind closed doors, they're just totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it, it bothers me because I, I thought this person was legit like a friend mm-hmm. and then when they realized that they weren't going to probably get what they wanted out of me, mm-hmm. they were no longer my friend or mm-hmm. like, it seems that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, like doing things that the opposite of what they would do before. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just like, man, if, if that's all it takes, then you're a piece of shit (laughs) well and it's hard to trust people like you know it's like what was that about you know have you talked to this person about it no no because i don't really it's really still fresh you know Mm -hmm. so i haven't really like gathered all my thoughts Mm -hmm. but um i think there's just no point because they're gonna gonna deny it and I've realized that this person can never be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, what do you mean never can be wrong? They, I mean, they, they might admit that they had 
done something wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're the type of person to openly admit when they do something really fucked up. I see. I see. Yeah. Based and, on based on pattern and experience or something. Uh, yeah, and also the fact that I'm j- I'm not like an expert at reading any uh, on, on on reading people or anything. It's just I've been through this so many times. Right. I'm just like, okay, this is a pattern that repeats in the human cycle, mm-hmm. you know, with people that I thought were good people. And then they turned out not to necessarily mm-hmm. be the person I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just sucks. It really does because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I really thought this person was my friend. Yeah. I'll tell you later the name. That's, that's <laughs> I just cool. really don't want to throw anybody. Like, I mean, I've mentioned them before and just, yeah. So I don't want to like, it's all good. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, yeah, I've, is this, is it, let me just ask you this. Is it someone you've known for a long time or a short time? A short time. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah and I get that because like with me, I mean, I don't know about you, but with me, there have been, I've known that's happened to me several times where see, cause my thing used to be is this perfect friend, this perfect romantic partner you know and uh you know it's it's a fantasy right and so it's almost because what happens like when you meet a new friend let's say you meet a new friend and just a new romantic partner who whatever your oxytocin is going right and so which is your love hormone okay and so you're not able to see their their flaws and so then you start just like dating. Then you start seeing because you can't sustain, you know, perfection. So then you start seeing their flaws and you hit the valley of disappointment and in, in, in seeing those flaws. And that's actually when you hit that valley of disappointment is usually when friendships break up new friendships or people stop dating or whatever because you, you know, hit this valley of disappointment. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't want I don't want it to affect it like that because it's not like I'm going to be friends with this person for a long time mm-hmm. like it's lit it's more of an acquaintance yeah but i just thought it i thought that during a period of time this period of time that like we were going to be buddies at least mm-hmm. you know um and it wasn't gonna like there wasn't gonna be like any bad t- taste in anybody's mouth because mm-hmm they knew too much or you know what I mean or they had ammo and then they were able to use that ammo or mm-hmm. something you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you're just like man I told you that because I thought you were my friend mm-hmm. and like, you would understand or mm-hmm. whatever but I didn't think you were gonna like you know just bang bang like, yeah right after the next you know yeah yeah I'm sorry about that yeah it was man it's been a disappointing day <laughs> yeah it really has I don't, I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, I'm, good news is I'm walking um, on my own. I can put weight on my leg and I, I don't even really need a cane unless I'm going down steps. That's awesome. So that's the good news. Um, Leg is healing. (laughs) Yeah. Well. And welding school will be over in October, so. I is the finish line is near. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. October. Yeah. That's getting close. Yeah. At the beginning of October, the first week of October is our last, our last week. So, um, I'm just, 
every day I'm like, just push through. You got this. <laughs> just keep going. Um, they changed the schedule on us too. They were like, used to be 8 a.m. to noon. Now it's 7 a.m. to noon. Mm. So like, I want to murder myself every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. I'm like, man, I don't want to wake up if I don't have to. And then like, when you have to wake up, it sucks. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and for our listeners, I was just in Colorado in Denver where you were at and I got to see my sissy. Yeah, we had fun. Yes, ma'am, we did. We get to see each other every day, have dinner. And um, I was my work friend. I was there. I was there for a conference and it was really cool. It was a conference about addiction. And um, but it just wasn't like, oh, this is what, you know, alcoholism. And it didn't even touch on that. It just talked about basically trauma you know how trauma is tied into addiction and um there is the first speaker that came on his name is dr les aria and he is a pain psychologist he works for kaiser permanente and he's worked for them for over 14 years but he was one of the first speakers and i was hooked because he was talking about the polyvagal theory the polyvagal theory, which is the science of feeling safe. And it's all about how when people have chronic pain, it's not physical pain. It's emotional pain stuck at certain in certain parts of your nervous system, like fear or anger. Anger is in a different part. So, um, so I was just so fascinated by this because, you know, it, this helps people because there's different you know, things that you can do to release and get these trapped emotions out um, to help with your chronic pain so people can get off these pain meds, you know. And um, I'm super excited because he's coming on my podcast, Jesse. I cannot believe it. I am so happy. So more of that about the polyvagal theory. I'm going to have Dr. Aria come on How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. I'm super, duper excited. That's awesome. I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear it. Yeah, hopefully I don't say um a whole lot, Jesse. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> <laughs> I I laugh too much, so you know I make yeah. myself laugh. Well, I like when you laugh because your titties bounce. <laughs> yeah, you can't even see them, but just imagine titties bouncing right now. <laughs> but no, it's <laughs> bounce. Fucking fuck, men are assholes sometimes. Dang it, men stop being assholes. And Ruben is yeah, yeah. Are you are you thinking? Asshole. Really? He's like whining at me. Because he's a Does man. Does he normally whine? Yeah, well, when he wants attention. Oh. Yeah. And then I'm like, let me pet you. And then he's like acting like a cat. Like, I don't want pets. Yeah. Does he have chronic pain? Do you have chronic pain, Ruben? He said, yeah, in my ass. Uh-oh. My <laughs> asshole. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So, they're... There are, I'll get out of this little valley of disappointment and whatever I'm in right now, but I'm super excited um, um, to have him on my podcast. And then um, my friend that I was telling you about where she was talking about, you know, cultural expectations in the Hispanic community, um, we're going to do an episode together. But this is so, this is what I love about my life. It's so, I have really been wanting, um, like a health exercise coach, you know, and I've looked, I've researched, and like nothing has stuck, stuck, stuck to me, you know, stuck out to me. And I just, the other day I said, universe, bring me the person that's going to help me with my fitness journey. It turns out 
she is a health and wellness coach and she has decided she had clients she decided to just get rid of them all and start fresh and just start with a few clients and work very closely with them with clients and a meaning more meaningful way to build her business and so she's a coach and so I'm going to sign up with her and then I'm going to go through my journey and then have her on my podcast and talk about her coaching and my journey brought me to her and I didn't she was right under my nose I have no idea that's awesome that's super cool mm-hmm. yep awesome. so good things, to have good things on the horizon yeah 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 I love her she actually met her in Costa Rica when I had that spiritual trip from hell Jesse oh goodness yeah <laughs> so. so I like how your friend Stacy made fun of you yeah, I know my uh, work friend Stacy with me, and my work friend Stacy went with me to the to the um, conference, and she is so funny. She's from you know a country town in Texas, so she talks like this, but she's so funny because she points out things that aren't logical, like you know, like we I got a rent car and I got a Kia Soul, and she was getting in the back seat, and she was like, "Where's all the cup holders at?" She's like, where are kids supposed to put their drinks? I guess they should just throw them on the floor and she throws a cup, <laughs> you know? So funny. Yeah, she's so funny. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and then she made fun of your, your experience. She's like, who does that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Christine. Yeah, I know because she had, she had just watched a Netflix, some sort of documentary about ayahuasca. And she was like, who would do such a thing? And then here I come. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my dog is yelling at me, y'all. I don't know what he's yelling at me about. I am so sorry. Well, Jesse, girl, that's all I know. I love you. I'm so glad you're healing. That's just beautiful. And I'm ha- so good to see you and hug your neck. It's good to see you too. And I'm glad we got to record today. We tried to record yesterday, but the universe did not allow yeah. it. M- Mama Lou got involved. Um, our grandmother Lou was really trying to get some attention. So, but she got gave us her little message, right? She did. She got her message. Yep. Well, I love you. You have a great night. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.